Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello and welcome back, my loves, to the It's Karmic podcast with me, your host, Vika Bradford. This week, I have someone you guys have never met on the podcast and a new soul sister that's just joined my, uh, my what is the word, fleet, my fleet of soul sisters. <laughs> uh, I have Alexandria Kenyon here today, who is honestly so many things that I'm going to let her tell you her own energy signature for you and explain a little bit of what she does. So welcome, Alexandria. Oh, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm so honored. Um, mind everyone, I am just recovering from a cold. If you hear that nasaliness, um, <laughs> I'm Alexandria Kenyon. I am a clairvoyant medium. I have been studying how to read the aura for the past three plus years. It's been deep. Um, I am a karmic cycle breaker. That feels, that feels good. That feels nice. And one who is here to complete things, not just to continue to play them out in the energy space. I work with energy. I'm an energy healer. Um, I do some photography, but that's neither here nor there for this conversation. I just, (laughs) I'm an energy healer. love that own that right and remind me of your your human design signature because we were chatting about this I am a two four emotional manifester yes okay yeah. so my, yes my husband's a two four emotional manifester I'm a six two emotional manifester oh my <laughs> it is beautiful because he doesn't really ride the wave the way I do um I'm over here like a drunk hippopotamus on my way <laughs> we were just talking about my partner and I were just talking about hippopotamuses Stop. this morning <laughs> well we were literally cackling I felt I was like I feel like a hippopotamus today babe and he was like why he's like they're so muscular and strong and like aggressive I was like that's that's my archetype right now is a, hippo. a hippopotamus oh my god so everyone listening is going to be like why is the hippopotamus speaking right now <laughs> the other day I literally said to my husband I was like do people eat hippopotamuses he was like I don't think so those are the random things that come to my head so yeah I uh I live with a two four a manifestor emotional uh and, and you know our our marriage is magic so two manifestors it's some people are like, oof, that's a lot. And I'm like, no, no, it's good. It's real good. Ah, oh, that's so lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely to hear. I'm I'm just cackling too at the energy of what happens when two really powerful women come together and how much energy I've had to work through to like be here sitting with you. And I'm just honored. So thank you for having me here. Um I'm also loving bringing the amusement of the hippopotamus energy, which I think the plural that my partner and I were going back and forth with, because he's very much wordsmithy, is hippopotami. But we did I not feel like that's right. We did not confirm. So if somebody wants to confirm, we would love that. But you know, I just love a strong aquatic predator. <laughs> they're they're aggressive creatures so really i mean they stand firm but they're also like lazy as hell big fan they're just blowing in the water doing what they want to do honestly um that might just be the animal signature too for today because it's Mm -hmm. weird that we're both tuning Mm -hmm. into it so mine's a drunk hippopotamus yours is just a hippopotamus so i love this (laughs) 
Uh, okay. So we've got two manifestors sitting here just initiating something. We don't even know what we're initiating right now, but we're doing it. So tell me before we fully dive in to your story, I haven't asked this question in a while, but I love to ask this question. What is your favorite part of your astrological signature? Oh my gosh. Of course it's my Scorpio moon. Are you kidding me? Of course. You know, people have run from it reading my astrology chart because, you know, in deep fall and I own the shit out of it. I love having a Scorpio moon. I think it was the coolest thing I've ever done. (laughs) I love that too, because when I started teaching astrology, like four plus years ago, I was like, I'm on a mission to teach everyone that Scorpio is amazing. Like I literally was like, I'm done with everyone being mad at Scorpio and Pluto. And I'm, I'm like, we're not doing this anymore. And literally as I started teaching astrology, all these Scorpios, Pluto first house, Pluto eighth house, um, like big Plutonian, Pluto fourth house, all these big Plutonian signatures obviously were like drawn in. And every single one of them were like, I have hated my Scorpio signature or my Plutonian signature my whole life until this moment where you show me that like I'm not a demon right because literally it gets demonized you're not a Um, demon thank you so much can confirm that I am one of those people who you know found your work and I found it actually a year ago and I commented on and I was laughing at was on TikTok and I had commented on one of your posts that you were talking about Scorpio moon children and you were like, mm-hmm. find a Taurus sun, essentially. Like, of course, every one of my partners have been Taurus sons, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I'm really honored and grateful for you bringing this energy forward in me and mm-hmm. really bringing me out of the shadows of this deep alchemical intense as fuck energy that truly I have been watering down with like pastel pink and wondering why my business isn't like landing. I was like, oh, because half of me is not in it. (laughs) Literally like covering like concealing so many of my Scorpio moon souls are doing it right or we're doing it they're called coming out of it now but like burying themselves to protect right it's always to protect because the world has taught you guys like that either you're too much you're too intense your emotions are too big you feel too much you are too like literally there is almost like this energy of like you guys are too powerful so the world's like I'm gonna crush you and then you guys grow up and you're like well, I can't shine and your Leo sun can't shine because your Scorpio moon is being buried and there's so much power inside of it that it is being like, like called out. Yeah. This leads me to like having Lilith in the second and having to really develop this deep sense of self-worth in order to like exist and survive on this planet. As a manifester with this placement, the punishment energy that comes at me when I step into my power. And I'm talking about in friendships of mine and all places, people are like, sit the fuck down. And I'm like, I have really internalized a lot of that rage and anger. And in the past couple of years through breath work, through energy work, through just owning it, I've really been able to come into myself and work this powerful energy because it is powerful. It's laser psychic vision 
that people just don't want to have. Because when you see the truth of things, people get so uncomfy. (laughs) I know. And that resonates so deeply in Placidus. I also have Lilith in my second house in Sagittarius. And deep body issues, deep like rejection of uh, me, like, you know, like called a whore since I was 12. I was not a whore when I was 12, but like, you know, called a whore, a skank, a slut. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I'm just exuding whore. Is that like what's going on here? <laughs> um, and that deep rejection of my physical body. And I, I am reclaiming that through, you know, nude art and boudoir photography for the last five, four years, five years, but that that's been my way of healing it. But like that deep rejection of self that's learned with Lilith there, it's like, whoo. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, having the Hades moon, both of us, yours, what much more extreme than mine, but you know, my, my square, um, it really is that like reclaiming the power, but the world, like you said, is just like, sit the fuck down. Like, who do you think you are? You're, you're not special. You're not one in a million. You're not all these things when you're sitting there and you're like, but I feel special. And I feel like I'm one in a million and you just have to like really work through that grit. Yeah. It's so interesting that you mentioned boudoir photography. Cause I don't know if you know this, but, um, my past career was as a boudoir photographer Stop it. <laughs> and I had this multiple six figure, amazing ass business doing it and supporting. And I retired from that when my mom died. Oh my God. <laughs> so all of that power had to go into shadow. Wow. Um, and yeah, um, part of my photography self is still emerging from that experience. Mm. Um, and I deeply, deeply shamed myself because I was like, I must be the reason she died. I, like me being selfish with my work must be the reason that she died. And so it's taken a lot of inner reflection space, um, tenderness to be with that. I love that you are owning that through that experience so much. And it, it means so much to me to hear that from women. Cause I think I blamed myself for a long time. I was like, is this right? Is this okay to like make money off of women's empowerment in this way? And so, um, wow. it's really beautiful to hear that, um, it's been healing for you. Cause I know it was healing for my clients. I do. I do. I do. I just, oh, yeah. I take everything yeah. to the damn fucking room. <laughs> yeah, literally. And it's wild to think, you know, of all the layers behind why someone does something and how much they question what they're doing. Oh my gosh. You're sitting there. You as the photographer sitting there, like, am I doing something wrong when your women are co- be- coming in and being like, I'm liberated, I'm free. And just like this wild, um, experience. And I know my husband, he's, he's my, my photographer and, you know, he has his own Lilith signature, Lilith conjunct his son and his rising, both of them in Pisces first house. And like, he's working through his own, you know, it, he grew up like religious, um, he homeschooled, which will homeschool our children too, but like super religious, super this, like it's this way. You don't have sex before marriage. We're not even talking about sex before marriage. And now he's this guy that's out there, you know, shooting women naked. And like, when we talk to his parents, we just like, don't even talk about it. (laughs) So like, we just won't go there. (laughs) Like, I don't know if they know, but at the end of the day, it's like, there is, um, something he's really working through there with his Lilith as well. And it's just fascinating to see how all these things are happening behind the scenes of someone simply taking photos of a a naked body. Yeah. I mean, the experience of being a boudoir photographer before and 
to be honest, I'm a manifester. So I did it five years before it became like really mainstream, um, was so wild because I was doing it in a small military town. Okay. So there was a lot of religious energy. There was a lot of control energy and there was a lot of male control energy. So a lot of my clients kind of came to me under the guise of I'm doing this for my husband, but really like on the deep soul level, doing it for themselves. And, I could tell you how many people in my family, how many, like I, I had to just be out and proud about it. Like my naked body's all over the internet. I'm like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it really released a lot of shame for me. Um, but yeah, I had people essentially witch hunt me yeah. through this experience. And like my own grandmother would be like, this is disgusting. Like take this down. I'd be like, projection projection Hades moon projection because we want oh, it to 100% like, yeah right? so just like owning it feels really nice and it also hopefully I don't have children yet but has created space for the children who move through my space um to just love their fucking bodies right like love like what a fucking concept to just love your body I got like witch hunted the other day for posting a photo um, and it happens, you know, now and then it hasn't happened in a long time, but because I had this influx of like 4,000 new followers from the reels, I was like, oh, here we freaking go. I knew there'd be somebody. Right. And there's always like a, a mass unfollowing that happens when I post, um, that one wasn't even bad, but, uh, there's always a mass unfollowing. So I was ready for it, but it's just hilarious how, you know, it happens. And I'm like, well, the, the, the witch hunting still happening. Like it's still here. It's in a different form now. Yeah. We don't like die. Thank God when it happens. But I I literally got this comment from this girl and I was like, it's really good to know which side of the witch trials you would have been on. Like, it's really, really great to know which, which person you would have been, you would have been the one being like, which, like, which and it's just I sit here and I'm like you're still doing this eh we're still shaming women we're still doing it yeah I mean so many women have internalized misogyny and have literally created this level of hatred for themselves and then project that onto women and it can be so confronting to see a woman in her vulnerability in her expression of self you know, showing her body for herself, that can be one of the most deeply triggering things for a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are witch hunts that happen and it's very interesting to me. <laughs> I'm like, huh, I don't mm-hmm. even know why this still occurs, but you know, we live in this cancel culture and it's been a really big reason why I have been so afraid to step forth with the very deep work that I do. Um, I I've been roasted and toasted online, like by 4,000 people at one time, it's not been fun because I mean, at a cellular level, at a spirit level, my body is equating that negative energy to literally being burned alive or tortured. So like my body doesn't actually know the difference of that when the frequency of the energy is the same. So where I had to kind of lean into was like nervous system um, work and being able to move it out of my energy field, but also to calm the very like inflamed parts of me down when that kind of stuff happens and to hold space for like our feelings about it because it's still not okay. (laughs) Truly. 
I was literally talking about this last night. Um, I had my first, uh, it's karmic course, like the first lesson of this round. And I was telling them literally about my Hades moon and you described it perfectly. Um, the reason I've been so afraid to step into my work fully for five plus years is because I feel the exact visceral experience of my Leo moon squaring my Pluto first house, 10th house in Placidus, second house, 11th house in whole signs, either way, like it's literally, if I shine, if I'm seen, if I lead, if I am like the shiny little leader being like, let's go this way, I will die because that's exactly what's happened to me in previous lives. And there's one, I know exactly what happened to me. Um, I know who I was, everything. And that's exactly what happened was this like, me leading was my end, right? And I know when I energetically feel into that, that's happened so many times when I step up and I'm like, hi, I'm shining. Can you see me? They're like, here's the pitchforks. There's the fire. There's like a good noose for you. And that lives inside of me. And I was guiding them into that last night. I actually had several girls with Leo placements and these Scorpio squares be like, that's what it is, right? Like it's right there. And you want to run. You want to run, you want to hide because your body is having a cellular remembrance and your soul is like, you're, you're okay. You're okay. But your body's like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. So I'll just go bury myself in some dirt so that nobody can kill me. Yep. Been, been doing the burying for a long time and, and kind of matching this energy of like, I don't take this work seriously. I'm not, a, I wouldn't even call myself a witch. I told my partner like three months ago, so I was like, I don't understand people who are witches. I don't get it. <laughs> it's like the most witch thing you can say. Um, I was talking to my dear sister who is such a witch and I'm, she just has been such a support for me. And she was like, yeah, a, a real witch is like going to be really hesitant and resistant to telling you. And I was wondering, like, yeah, big Leo placements for me as well. And, you know, your podcast has deeply inspired me to look at my my ancestry. And in my ancestry, it's literally Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius. Okay. Leo, Aquarius, little Taurus, like all fixed energy. And I was just like, damn. Um, my family has a really, really massive wound around pride and around, like, keeping things secret. Mm. I was like yeah we're gonna actually clear those because those aren't mine um (laughs) and so yeah it's been it's been a real real journey to like really sit here and be like I'm a witch and the second that you do that energetically what you do is you confirm to the parts of you who have been healers medicine women breastfeeding mothers just in female bodies that it is okay to be and exist as you And like, that is a healing, not only for you, but for every generation of women who came before you and will come after you, your work has brought into consciousness. And I think that's what, you know, your work is here to do as somebody with this placement is to really bring the deep plutonic dark ass fucking energy into consciousness in a way that's grounded enough that people can have access to it. And really brings it forth so that the person can look. And it's fucking hard to look at. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. It might take your nervous system time. But when I was ready, was now, of course, Scorpio season. Hello. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I just, I'm really honored to 
first of all, have the body awareness to like hold myself through that. Yeah. And to have the psychic awareness to kind of see and look and be like, oh, what's mine? What's not? I'm going to um, force quit my uh, email here. <laughs> real life. <laughs> just I'm real like, life, guys. Oh, just, oh, I wrote my, I got an email, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that I lost my train of thought because distraction. <laughs> totally okay. Squirrel brain. I have it. Um, yes, but you know, oh God, I I lost my we we're going on uncon- well, okay. We so like in psychicness and psychic training, we call this the process of going unconscious. So what's oh happening gosh. sometimes when we hit a massive pain, like we're talking about Pluto. I go unconscious to Pluto energy every second of my life. Pluto to me scares the fuck out of me. I'm oh like, boy. ew. <laughs> <laughs> when I keep Pluto, when Pluto's near my aura, I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I, I literally that. Yeah, that cannot sense. do it. And I'm like having to build my own, mm. my own field towards that because I have so much matching pain to this energy. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm getting more neutral to Pluto, which is beautiful. But sometimes when we hit a big concept, like the witch wound, we go unconscious. So if you lose or you get distracted, that's just energy being like, don't look at this, right? Don't, don't look, look at, at this. this. Oh my God. I love that. I was reading something <laughs> the other day that was talking about going into the shadow. Oh, it's this book I started um, called fuck like a goddess. And she basically was like, there's going to be parts of this book where you're going to be too busy all of a sudden to read or too busy to do the exercises. She's like, that's your unconscious being, like, I don't want to go here. Um, and I was like, fuck, call me out like, just call me out. So what I loved about what you were saying in there too, though, was, uh, I was working with someone, I feel like it was like 2019 ish. And he was an intuitive coach. We're just in this random ass session out of nowhere. He's like, why do you feel unsafe to be a woman? And I was like, well, shit, like it, and you know, it's something I'd never thought about. I mean, you know, we think about the typical, like, yeah, when I'm walking down a dark alley, I'm having my keys between my fingers. I'm ready to hit someone in the jugular. Absolutely. But like deeper than that, he meant it so much deeper, right? Like, why is it unsafe to be a woman in this life based on what has happened before? And I was like, and I had to sit with that for months in this unfurling of like, being a woman has been the reason I've been persecuted over and over and over and over. And now so many women right now listening are like, Yeah. It's not just that we're afraid of the typical physical assaults that could happen um, as the quote unquote weaker sex. I mean, physically, I cannot fight off a 300 pound man, Uh, but it's even on the cellular remembrance that, you know, I always say this with the witch trials, there's a fun fact that it was like the majority of the people who turned people in were women on women crime. And we're not just afraid of the attack happening out in the world. We're afraid of our emotional attacks that are happening within our world. And not to mention too, just to, to deepen that, because I feel that so deeply. And as you're saying, and I'm just noticing this deep energy stirring from my heart and my chest too. It's, it's really interesting. Um, at the psychic level, you know, what the witch wound does is it eliminates our magic. Mm-hmm. It takes us away from being able to have our attention on our internal world. And so this energy is, you know, sitting inside of all of us waiting to be seen, but all of the external energy has told you, do not see it, do not address it. And if you look at it, you will be killed. And so there's so much resistance and control 
on reclaiming this energy. And that's why we need people like you and like me who are doing this work to invite that in the safest way possible for our bodies. So many of us as women have experiences exactly in the internal spaces, in our family systems. I've been witch hunted by everyone in my family. It's been a literally, time. yeah. I'm like, oh, didn't didn't love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it creates this distrust and separation from self, and that's what we're here to weave back together: is that trust in self, trust in intuition, trust in power, trust mm-hmm. in our feminine wisdom. Yeah, preach. I'm like hands up, shouting, <laughs> rooftops, mic drop, all the things there. Okay. I love this. And you know what? Like, I love how this flow because it kind of showed your backstory, how you got here, but like so much deeper than me just saying like, how did you get here? Why do you do this work? (laughs) It unfurled itself. There we go. We have two manifestors unfurling naturally. (laughs) So, okay. In your work, what I love that you, you know, when you reached out I don't know, two weeks ago. And we like got all excited and we had a manifestor excitement conversation. This is what happens inside of chats with me, guys. I get really excited about certain people and we have an explosion. We become best friends. So that's what's happened here. I claim yes. you your mind. Like it's you actually stay with me now. confirmed. <laughs> it's confirmed because also same. I was like, what if I, you know, the meme on TikTok that's like, what if I just called Taylor up? Like the Chris Jenner, who is this fellow Scorpio. She's like, what if I just, got-? I was like, what if I just slid into her DMs? even though I'm really scared. And then I did it. And then I was like, all right, well, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. No, I absolutely love that because, you know, certain people, I'm assuming this light real life again, um, real life happening right there, madness. And hold on. I'm going to adjust this window blind. I'm I'm dying because like half of your face is like literally in the light and half of it was in the shadow. This window (laughs) is so brutal. I'm editing this podcast now. Oh my God, this light. Brutal. Hold on. I think you should keep it in here because you guys, this is just. This is real life. Everyone listening is like, what the fuck are these girls doing right now? What's this? There's some deep sun. There's some sun coming in to illuminate the shower. It had to, right? My, the Leo energy had to come in. She had to be seen. (laughs) She had to be seen. Okay. So, um, we were talking about sliding into the DMs. I'm so glad you did because there are certain people where you like connect with their vibe and you're like, I want to be best friends with you, but our sister wounds, our mother wounds, our feminine wounds go, who the fuck do you think you are to even approach this person? And somewhere inside of our minds, I think we also like put people on pedestals. Right. And we're like, Oh, but like they're this and they're this. And if I reach out, I'm such a weirdo. And like, I love when, I just slide into someone's DM. I'm like, I really like your stuff. And then we become friends, right? Because that's like, that's real life now. That's what it is. Um, 100%. I was like, this girl is way too cool for me. I don't think she's gonna like, I don't know. I was so nervous. And then I was like, wait, no, I'm super cool. So like, maybe I should just do it. And then I literally did it. imagine <laughs> if all women just vibe with that being like, yeah. this girl's super cool. I'm, re- I'm being rejected already. That's like the yeah. wound, right? I'm yeah, already right? rejected. I'm already rejected. Out and I'm already rejected. <laughs> Versus already like, this girl's super cool. I'm super cool. A match made in heaven. <laughs> like there's two cool women. Well, you know, here's the energy too of female competition. Oh my God. Which lives in our wombs. I see this in so many of my clients too. Yeah. <sighs> 
it keeps us so stuck. And this is just the energy that has kept women from gathering. It's very witch woundy because it's yeah. like when women come together, we have the power to move energy. Our bodies naturally yep. are psychic. They move mm-hmm. energy. We get together. We talk about it. It transforms. We move it through our bodies together. We hold space. So women coming together was seen as um, something for you know, male bodies at the time to be afraid of, or, you know, not necessarily only male bodies, but bodies who wanted to keep religious control to be afraid of. And so here we are having to be vulnerable. And that's like the biggest thing for me as a Scorpio moon, Hades moon queen, right. Is like, okay, I have to be vulnerable and ask for what I want and speak up for my needs and use that throat chakra. So it's like, you know what I want? I think that this woman has so much to say And I want to support her in that way. And I also want to be friends with her. But I was like, I want her to come on my podcast. And then you invited me and I never get invited on podcasts as a manifester. So I was like, this is so, and I'm also very open to be invited, invited on more. But like, I was like (laughs) this, I was jumping up and down. I was like, this is my dream come true. And this is what happens when you own your desire. Literally. And for you too, I'm thinking like, while you're saying this, your manifester, you actually used, you informed, you (laughs) shared, you spoke, you use your throat, which is like shit I'm constantly working through. People are like, you want that? Did you even ask? And I'm like, oh, I don't even have to ask. Like you, you and I don't even have to ask. We just have to like initiate something, right? I would be like, oh, like I'm just going to plug this over here. And then the world's like, delicious, come to me. Here's all the things we can do, right? But that wound I feel like the manifestor wound is so like deeply related to the witch wound too, because it's like, if I speak, if I, um, like there's such a deep rejection that we're taught and I love that you just initiated because look what happens, right? Is these big connections that will never happen if you don't initiate. And that's like, I'm speaking to myself when I say this too. (laughs) Yeah. And just speaking to, to like any generator or any projector watching, like you know, having a response to your uh, work is enough to initiate in a sense because you're responding. I initiated because I sat with and I was like, oh shit, like this is this is what needs to happen. Um, I, I think there's so much nuance with human design too, with That's manifestor so energy, where like it can be like limiting for people who are generator types or a projector or a reflector to feel like they can, um, you know, have sovereignty over what they want in their desire and it's yeah. absolutely okay and you can initiate it's just yeah. it just looks a little different it looks different exactly and yeah. so I was just so excited about this because this was me like okay so so much has shifted since then <laughs> I like like I th- so here's what I believe about energy having seen it having experienced it having going through the most intense psychic training <laughs> in my life when you set the energy of something, all of your shit in the unconscious space is going to come up and you can either move through that and have awareness and be friends with that and laugh at the resistance that is in your body that does not want you to do this, which can be a lot of things. It can be your ancestor trying to protect you. It can be your, you know, wounding trying to protect you. It can be out of body energies. It can be foreign energy trying to stop you. There's so many things that can be. But the second that we scheduled this podcast, all of a sudden, I did this massive witch wound healing um, over the 1111 portal. And then the next day, and I don't normally 
have a cold or get colds, I can run my energy. And, and that's not to say I bypass the human experience. This is normal. It's okay to have a cold. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like get all weird like that. Um, I had the worst sore throat I've ever had in my life. It was burning alive. And I said, well, this is interesting. And I was talking to my own mentor and I was like, huh? And she's like, mm, yeah, you're clearing some death energy. And I was like, yeah. And so this whole week has just been this massive clearing. And I actually reached out and initiated a healing conversation with one of my mentors that I had essentially witch hunted. And oh. I was like, Hey, I have these stories about you. Like what, like I'm creating the story about you. Like there was this very wit witchy wound between us. She was, she's an extremely feminine. She's my embodiment coach. She's my, she was the person who taught me how to have orgasms. Like this woman, right? Like made a big, deep impact in my life. And I realized that I was projecting that Hades moon onto her, that mother abandonment wound. And I had basically, you know, internally witch hunted her. Not, I have not publicly shamed her, mm-hmm. but um, I went and I was just like, hey, like what happened? And then I heard her story. And then all of a sudden, all this fucking karma just shifted. So there's one way to shift karma is just when something's in your field, like getting neutral enough to it to be curious about the other person's experience. And then just like realize that the stories that we tell ourselves aren't always true and can be based in our own past life karma with that person. And to bring it forth, we're just trying to get into, you know, neutrality or acceptance of the situation that happened without changing it. Mm, I love that. And I love the ownership of that. And I wish that everyone can just (laughs) listen to that, take it use it because imagine the world if we could all just own our shit and realize that the shit we're making up in our head is 98% bullshit and like 2% true and when it's true okay work through it um in in a different capacity but most of the time you're gonna go into those conversations like you said there and be like it was a big story and there was so much more to the story that I missed so I love that and like I honor you for being able to do that because it's not easy it's very humbling um, to do shadow work and to, I, I think that's what, you know, being trained in past life work and doing past life regressions and things, you know, we tend to have this very virtuous, I'm a good person energy. And that, that to me is very religious. Okay. Mm. Like I don't want, mm. we can get into religious programming, but that good girl, energy I've been deconstructing in this life. And through all of these experiences, I have realized in past lives, I have played the villain. I have been on the opposite end of that. Mm-hmm. And if I can own that part of my shadow, then I can actually alchemize it so much better. So if you're like listening to this and you're like feeling so cringe, you're like, how could she play the villain? How could she be <laughs> on the other side of it? Um, I just give myself permission to be all of it. Yeah. And because we are, we are, <laughs> we are. And I say this to my people all the time inside of readings, especially when I see big, big Scorpio signatures, because this is something I've reflected in myself is like, I have been the villain too. I have abused my power. I have, I have, I just know it. I don't, I haven't seen those lives yet, but I can feel it in my bones that I have wielded my magic for harm. And I have to own that. And I, you know, invite my clients to own that. And most of them will, most of them sit with it. And I'm like, all right, do you feel like, you know, your power has been stolen and ripped from you? And it's always a yes. But I'm like, is there also like another side where maybe you've abused power and I would say 90% of them sit with it and they're like, uh-huh. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very humbling and also unlocks a whole nother layer of self it too. Does. I think we run so much being where I live in the United States in Asheville, North Carolina. I mean, I'm still in the South here. Like I'm still running so much dominance energy and so much control and oppression and, you know, moving that out of my system. And there have been ways in which I've wielded my power in ways that I didn't feel was healthy. And I mean, past life recollection, I remember just having Atlantean past lives and like realizing that I was part of that issue (laughs) and realizing that, you know, it took a lot for me to incarnate on this planet because of the guilt I felt for harming the planet and the deep responsibility I have. And so for my whole life, I did not spend time in nature. I shit you not. I was afraid of it. And I had been haunted by snakes, which (laughs) had been haunted in my dreams by snakes. So when I had my psychic awakening, when my mom passed, and of course, as a Hades moon, like my mother's fucking energy is all over this shit. Um, (laughs) I would just be like, have these visions of just being covered, like total snake priestess being covered in snakes. And it was horrifying and, you know, having to get neutral. And now, you know, I live in, I moved to Asheville so that I could really start to come back to loving and experiencing nature in a safe way, knowing that she's not trying to harm me. Mm. And I've seen multiple snakes out there and they have been (laughs) nice to me. And I actually have a lot of reverence. I actually watched one. I'm sorry for this, but um, be run over. And I actually cried. I was so upset. Yeah. I, was I like, would too. And the guy wouldn't stop. I like held my hand out. I was like, stop. And he wouldn't stop. And I just felt he didn't understand what I was saying. He didn't do it purposely. But okay. 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 I was like, he he couldn't see underneath the car, but I, he like didn't understand the communication and this poor innocent being, you know, got run over. And it's, it's part of the karmic wheel. It's part of the cycle. And I just grieved. I grieved. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was it was a black fucking snake, of course. Oh, like I I feel you. Every time I find a dead bird, like or a bird, I I always find birds, um, and then I like try to nurse them back to health, and most of them don't make it. And the grieving process, and my husband's always saying the same thing. He's like, it's "The karmic wheel, man. Like death is part of life." And I'm like, "No," but um, I love that you have come back to nature, and you're coming back to nature, and it's so interesting to think about like ever being disconnected from it for my brain is like, wow, that's really interesting um, to work through that karma based on what you've seen and obviously what you haven't seen too. Yeah. I mean, the earth has never been my safe place mm-hmm. and I really envy, honestly, you know, my partner is like literally a farmer and like just has this delicious Torresian relationship with her. And I'm like, it is my edge And, you know, there's a lot of people maybe who see things on the internet that are like, go into nature. I'm like, nature is my hell. So I'm (laughs) not going in there. And so I've had to really bring in a lot of courage and strength. And, you know, once I get in there and move through the energy, um, so much is unlocking and it's, it's a big part of my power and my connection here. And, yeah, it's just taken a really long time. It's taken, I love it. It's just taken a really long time. Yeah. And I mean, I honor the ride. So, okay. Let's talk about karmic clearing because we've talked a lot about the karma. I think everyone's like, 
connecting the dots here uh, around the signatures I can carry through the lessons we're learning, the vibrations we're like working with the deep shit that is in our psyche. And we don't even think about it. Right. I think a lot of people listening right now are probably like, I didn't even realize that was there. Um, but with your work, tell me what you do as like a psychic medium and a karmic, I'm going to call you a karmic clearer right now or something around those, yeah. those visions. Like, what do you actually do with your people to help them move through or move out this stuff? So a lot of energy work is really in the meditative space. So, mm -hmm. you know, I teach my clients tools, like energetic hygiene tools to start to separate from some of the things so they can actually see what's theirs. That's off, often a very big first step. We have so much of our ancestors and our mothers and our father's energy in our aura and other people and our past partners and all the shit in our aura that sometimes we don't even know what's ours. So the first step is always kind of developing your aura and starting to define your aura. And I have a course called resource, which goes into these like steps, like a little six week course. Um, so starting to define that aura and separating and creating clear separation and owning your space is always like oh, step one. Yeah. Step two is starting to work with the energetics of the womb, starting to ground the womb out. Our ovaries are little freaking chakra points that actually sponge everyone else's energy. And when mm. you're not actually becoming conscious to that, you're sponging in everyone's trauma. And this is what people would refer to as being em empathic. Yeah. No, <laughs> I teach, I teach boundaries. Yeah. And so the biggest first step in kind of clearing and is, is, is that separation. I'm no longer a meshing with the family stories. I'm no longer a meshing with my mother's karma. You like really starting to own your space. And this can feel like very disorienting this process. And so my clients work with me for for a while because it's, it's pretty disorienting. There's a lot of energy stuck on it. And so we're clearing that energy. We're looking at it in the layers of the aura and we're making separation. And so this is actually quite easy. And it's done through this process of using, you know, psychic tools. I use a rose. And so I'll, let's just bring it here. I don't know why part of me, and this is like literally part of the secret occult energy that just doesn't want to exist here on this planet um exposed mm. because I do think it takes a lot of it's a lot of nuance and I, I don't want people to harm themselves like with these tools because they they can be pretty potent um but essentially I'll take a rose and start to you can use your close your eyes and and take a rose and start to clear you know pull your mother's energy out into that rose and start to look at it and what we do, you know, clairvoyantly is we will close up the karma. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's really a four second process <laughs> and then you just keep doing it over and over and over again. And so, you know, sometimes we get stuck because we have what we call pictures in our aura. Mm -hmm. And so pictures, I like to think of as like little post-it post notes of everyone telling you what to be or something you've taken in from a movie or like, I have so much Disney programming Oh so my God. <laughs> when you have a massive wad of bubble gum or a massive amount of pictures, it becomes a program and it runs in your energy field. So what we do is we start deprogramming that. And that's another clairvoyant process that we do where we take the programs and we erase them and we mm -hmm. go into your genetic space and we erase shit and we bring you in. Um, these are very psychic surgery processes and 
I would not trust anyone who has not done an extensive amount of psychic training to do them. I have been um, what we call hazed <laughs> to, to doing this. <laughs> it's it's a gift of mine, but it is as deeply potent as somebody's like doing surgery on your brain. Right. Um, because you need to be neutral enough not to program another person. And I don't say this to scare somebody. I think like, please don't take this as like, you're doing a bad job. If you're a psychic listening to this, you're not. Um, but oftentimes before we've had, you know, extensive training with these tools, we'll be reading someone through a picture or our own programming. So we can't be neutral enough. And then we'll kind of throw our energy into erasing that. And then they don't actually get the healing. Mm, it's that makes sense yeah it's like um so through that process of deprogramming and I I have an offering like you can come and get a deprogramming Mm. that's like one end of the clairvoyant perspective of how I do healing another way which is the best thing ever that (laughs) you can do at home is breath work Mm, all that these stories need for liberation is a witness. That's it. That's all they really need. I mean, we can go deeper, especially if it's a deep core wound. Oh my God, that kind of pain. You will resist the fuck out of anyone trying to touch it. It's wild. Um, But starting to open yourself up to the breath, to the life force, to who you are and doing, I do, I do a breath work called conscious connected breathing. It's very gentle. A lot of breath work we see these days are really activating and they kind of actually take you out of body. I don't love it. For they my they invoke a lot of fear inside of me. I have like, um, I have some karmic stuff around uh, drowning, suffocating. <laughs> so when I'm doing breath work, I freaking love it. But sometimes in the holds, I'm like, nope, nope, dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's so fair. And so I've been trained in that two part breath by male bodies. I'm so tired of this. <laughs> so it really clicked for me when, when one of my female mentors was like, hey, why don't you just breathe? for an hour and stop <laughs> controlling it and just let your body actually lead you. And I said, Oh, great. And so what that looked like was just open mouth, belly breathing. And, and that was enough for me. You guys, men need a little bit more activation for their bodies. Yeah, It's just, it's okay. They're generally, they vibrate in a different way than female bodies. It's okay. Like it doesn't mean that we have to hate them. It just means they're different and they've been doing things in regards to their awareness female bodies are already so sensitive it does not take Mm. that much to get through it it's just like it's right there especially if you have a hades moon i swear you're like already there yeah so i have this process where i have a few breathwork journeys i just did one on betrayal right we we Mm. hit an energy we set the energy so maybe you set the energy at home and you're like i want to work through betrayal and you make yourself a playlist and you get all your songs that really like give it give it the Scorpio song. I held back on my playlist for a really long time. One of my mentor has like um she's the most amazing human and she has like deep Virgo placements and Scorpio placements as well. But some of her Virgo placements, I'm like, damn it, she's like so pure and virginal. And I was like, oh, should I be like that? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm here for the emotional emotional <laughs> trenches. And so make a breath work that's gonna fucking trigger you like make a breathwork to to your sad music and feel whatever comes up now the first couple of times i think it's sometimes better to have a mentor to do this or someone to hold sacred space 
just because you're developing that trust and confidence that you'll get through the experience without dying. (laughs) But that to me is the biggest way to break generational pain is to be with and witness ours. That's that's literally what our mothers couldn't do. And that's what the, our grandmothers couldn't do. Because you guys, not even 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever, the 1950s, I can't do math, 80 years ago, yes. women, were, <laughs> oh women were literally institutionalized for having hysteria or hysteria. feelings. Mm-hmm. And I just recently talked to my grandmother who has a Hades moon placement, of course, and her and I have, our Plutos are both aspecting each other's moons. It's... It's a cute, it's a cute and fun, it's it's a cute cute. And fun time. She is my super biggest cute. fan. <laughs> um, she's actually quite lovely. Um, but I asked her and she had a hysterectomy at 35. And I said, why? And she was like, oh, I was just kind of like hemorrhaging. And I was like, did someone tell you that bleeding was too much? Like, huh. I was like, okay, yeah. uh, you know, no judgment. Also, if you've had a hysterectomy, your energy template and your ability to use you know, your womb still the same, still on the energy body. So don't worry. I'm not shaming you if that's happened to you or been your situation. Um, I'm curious because I was like, oh, grandma, like you've really denied the feminine based off of like mild discomfort. The feminine's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Hmm, Yeah. And like, if we think about that, you're right. Like not that long ago, like our mothers and, you know, even some of our sisters, depending on the generation, were taught to completely suppress. I mean, they kind of try to teach it a little bit. And like, I'm, I'm a 1990, I'm a millennial. Um, they, it was like a little attempt at, you know, don't like, like, don't really feel it. But then, you know, you really can't stop the Scorpio Pluto generation from feeling what they're going to feel like, just try seriously. Um, but I feel like that's why we're here, right, is to liberate that stifling energy that has existed for so long where people were not allowed to feel don't express don't don't literally like when you were talking about the hysteria thing I think about this all the time I love to google history obsessed with history and the fact that they used to masturbate women to get them to get out of hysteria so a doctor would literally do that to a woman to get her out of hysteria like the violations that go through our bloodlines, our energetic lines of being women, that this happened. You just be institutionalized and that that is what happened to help you. It's wild. (laughs) I have so much. One of the biggest um, energies that I got to work kind of claiming my mediumship and claiming my psychic awareness before I started my training was this massive past life of being institutionalized. And, uh, (laughs) that was wild. Um, they've done so many, so many things to women's bodies. (sighs) And I just want to like, take a moment for everyone who's listening to maybe like put their hands on their bodies and just let your body know it's okay. And it's safe to feel whatever you're feeling as this is getting brought up because this can bring up tension, emotion, all of the things. It was never okay. And what that part of you needs is a witness to validate that and permission to feel what you felt in that past life or in this lifetime. Um, 
that is what our ancestors couldn't do. They, they couldn't. And, you know, I'm also an Indies baby. I mean, like it took so long for me to just like feel a fucking feeling in my body. Mm -hmm. I'm such a like heady, Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm like so scorpionic in my head. Like I can get, like I have a degree in psychology, so I, I can like get so in there. Yeah. But what really started to change for me when I stopped intellectualizing it all, and I just for for a second just like felt the fucking rage in my body or the anger or, I mean, so like the biggest thing that has transformed me. I'm in a psychic female training program, female bodies only. It is the fucking best thing. It mm-hmm. just started. It's, it was after two years of deep training, and I left that training program to join all-female space, which I wasn't ready for until now. I would have been so triggered by psychic women gathering. Are you kidding me? I would have lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm so proud of myself that I can be in that space and remain vulnerable. And there's times I still clench, I, I promise you. I've been into a lot of sister circles and a lot of female spaces, and I still clench. I yeah. still clench. I'm like, I'm like, you guys aren't talking about what's underneath all this. Like, mm. this is weird. There's so much jealousy and envy and control and domination in female space- spaces. When we have to realize, you guys, we're all so fucking creative. There's space for us all. Right. I remind myself of that too, because it does come up with me, come up in me. I, I don't want to say I'm like perfect at this. No. Um, but there's creative space for us all. And all of us, you know, the people you attract in your life or people who have similar interests as you, they're going to manifest a similar shit. Like, absolutely. Right. And there's no competition. You, your energy cannot be replicated. Right. I think about this a lot with my work and people are always like, you give a lot away for free. You give a lot of content away for free. Like, aren't you, aren't you worried people are going to copy you and like copy what? I'm teaching astrology. This, I don't own this. A, I don't own astrology. I don't own the witch wound. I don't own the Hades moon. God, like that's for me learned from Judy Hall. I don't know where she learned her energetic signature from. I don't own this. I don't own any of this. I am just teaching through my channel. So I am not worried a little bit about my students, my followers, anybody coming in and teaching their own version. I'm like, I'm going to be like, let's teach it logically and safely and lovingly and from the core and the truth. Uh, But other than that, there's no, there's no competition because no one can replicate me, right? No one can replicate you. No one will ever replicate your work out of all these women in that group with you. You are all your own vibration and what you are meant to do as your medicine on this earth. It can't be replicated. And I try to remind people of that all the time, but they even like still in my work, they'll kind of be like, aren't you worried? I'm like, worried about what? Yeah. I mean, that's just another manifestation of the witch wound, right? Like if you bring your magic to the world, you will be hunted Mm -hmm. or you have to be in competition with other women because there's only one man for us. (laughs) We're all competing for it. And it's, it happens to be Jesus and God. Like, it's just, it's weird. It's a weird energy. Super weird. Um, And that's what I usually find when I find these core things, it's just a lot of religious energy mm-hmm. from this life, past lifetimes in the womb. And there's ways to clear that, which is very exciting. But also if we don't own it in ourselves, right? We don't own those shadow emotions. I'm so deep into the shadow emotions that we don't own our hate, our our jealousy, our envy of others. I mean, what is envy of just like, oh my God, that woman has what I want, but I want it in my own unique way. Mm-hmm. Literally, I had a like, conversation with one of my best friends the other day where she was like, a lot of like, 
jealousy is coming up for somebody succeeding and I'm watching them get everything I want. And I was like, babe, pivot. Like if you're seeing it, that means you're in the vibration of receiving it. You wouldn't be seeing it if it wasn't available to you. And she was like, what the fuck? And I was like, you're good. Like you're literally, the universe is saying, Hey, you want this? Look, it's possible, right? Grab it, do it in your way. You don't like it. It just to watch the shift in her. I was like, this is fucking beautiful. Yeah. I mean, like that's alchemizing the energy of envy into inspiration. I mean, I am deeply inspired by your work. It is bringing forth a consciousness, consciousness in me that I didn't know needed to be born. And I'm so grateful for that. And like, I think it's important that we continue to inspire people. Like it's, it's okay. And so like, I think a lot of that too kept me from stepping into my um, just like my authentic energy because there's so much energy on what even is authenticity, right? Mm. Especially when your aura is muddled with everyone else's fucking pain. You guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a healer. Okay. You're a healer in some way you are a healer. You're in a female body. You're a healer. Mm -hmm. Even if you're in a male body, you can be a healer. Mm -hmm. You are sponging so much of other people's pain. And so a tool I often use is I visualize a gauge right out in front of me and it can be whatever you want it to be. Like this is your creative space. Like I like to think of if we're going to be using psychic tools, we're going to be kindergartners and we like leave your perfectionism at the door. Yeah. And so you can look at that gauge. And the first answer that comes to you is like, when you ask it the question, how much energy in my body am I processing? That's not mine then look at that number. Do not judge yourself. Some days this energy freaking gauge for me is at 99% and I have energy tools. Okay. It's okay. Some days it's (laughs) at 10. What we're doing is looking at ourselves neutrally. And then what you can do is just blow that gauge up. And so it's like, there's these little tools that really support that, but we have to be able to know ourselves underneath everything else the world has been pushing our aura in on Mm. we need to be able to take up space and to be audacious and this is the name of my new program it's audacity love it so leo it's so leo i'm like (laughs) legit dying at dying right now just so it can come through my throat you know it's fine it's ever you know every spiritual (laughs) entrepreneur (laughs) understands that when something's ready to be born part of you has to die it's scorpio it's the season i'm here for it but Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like how much of you can you have? My work really revolves on like how much of you can you have in your body? Mm. You can have more of you in your body. Naturally, things start to move out. They don't have space. Right. It's Um, like parasites, right? You make it literally parasites. Yeah. It's literally parasites. And if you make your body inhospitable to other people's energies by filling it up with good things, they have to leave. Like they can't resonate in that field anymore. And so, you know, and then we have and then here's the thing, guys. It doesn't always get easier because then we have our stuff. Okay. Once we've like cleared <laughs> everything out, then we have our personal karmas to work through. And um, it's just nice to have support with those sometimes, you know, um, as this has been clearing for me, I'm clairvoyant. So like multiple past lives have been coming up with the witch wound of like why I just like absolutely refuse to like stand in my power in this life. It's It's been great, but <laughs> you know, having those tools to move through 
the energy just, it just fucking helps. And then being able to breathe through it too and scream. My first breathwork session I ever did um, with someone else holding space for it, I screamed into a pillow so loud. Like I awoke the neighborhood because this throat needed to be liberated. Mm -hmm. And I just have been able to really give myself permission to be so fucking dramatic. Thank God for the Leo sun. The the drama actually helps me so much emote and to feel and I'm so grateful for her. I've been called dramatic my whole life in a punishy way so I'm just like I am. Mm-hmm. I'm so dramatic because <laughs> I um feel things and then you get triggered <laughs> exactly I'm so sorry but I'm really not um but yeah like when it comes to this mother wound or ancestral karma I'm just like leaning into like what does the group that's listening to this need to hear from spirit and I'm just going to take a second to like tune into that mm-hmm. well first of all you guys take it way too seriously <laughs> <laughs> if you <laughs> there's this really beautiful green energy coming into our collective space and it's like if you don't ungrip you're actually in resistance to it mm. so step one is like have some fun and laugh at yourself for being like, I think an amazing book to read is probably like existential kink, right? Like if you are taking life too seriously and, you know, trying to take the responsibility on spirit's going to bring more responsibility to you. So like, it just, it, you have to dance with this in in a way that that has like a lot of amusement and to like fucking laugh at yourself I think it's the funniest thing on earth you guys that I incarnated into this line this is the weirdest line and I'm here for it like my soul is so kinky and like I'm like let's fucking go I'm gonna go I love a betrayal wound I abandon me like let's do it amusement is the key to moving energy in my opinion so there's a part of us that needs to take our pain seriously to hold, to tend, to mother. And there's also a part of us that can just fucking laugh because one step above anger is amusement. Mm. One step, oh, I love that. one step. I love that. Like, if we can just fucking get there and just let our anger come, the amusement, we often find ourselves laughing at ourselves. I just <sighs> making these faces and you're like, wow, I look so stupid right now. And then you start laughing and then it moves the energy. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'll say. And, and you don't have to take it that seriously. I mean, I know it is, I know you're here and your pain is real and I don't mean, I'm not invalidating that pain, but I'm saying, can you bring a little amusement to how painful it's been? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I love that too. It makes me think of the first time I was dating a guy years and years ago. He's the first guy that like really broke my heart open to being like, Oh, just real life again guys almost knocked the desk down <laughs> but he was the real the first guy that like kind of cracked me open to being like okay I'm open to love um and I remember we were sitting in a restaurant and I'd gone through this like intense moment the place I was living I had moved out because it was like a bad situation and then she threw all my stuff out into the hall of the apartment and I couldn't like I didn't have a u-haul or anything I couldn't do anything so basically I had to like take what I could get shove it into a car and be like bye to the rest of my stuff it was brutal brutal time in my life so we're at this restaurant and I'm livid right I'm and I'm a guys like my energy I'm a manifester I rage I fucking rage so when I'm mad like I will scorch the earth and so I'm like 
I'm, I'm losing it. I'm Leo Moon, dramatic as fuck. And I'm just raging. And this, this guy, this wonderful human, all this Pisces placement sitting across from me, um, he just starts laughing. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he's just get, like jo- joyously giggling and being like, you're a lot. But he didn't mean it in like a you're a lot way. It was just like, look at yourself right now. And I remember sitting there, sitting back and being like, holy fuck, you're right. And I, then I started laughing at my own drama, just being like, look at the amount of rage you are in right now. And it's not doing anything for anyone except making your body boil over. And he's laughing. And then I'm laughing. I'm like, wow. And that was like the moment where I was like, oh, this is like the type of person I need in my life. And that's my husband who I attracted afterwards. Again, big Pisces energy. He literally laughs in my face when I have a mental breakdown and it immediately makes me laugh at my own mental breakdown. Like complete shift to energy through laughter. So I love that that's actually like on the scale of anger to amusement because it, it fixes me every time. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I mean, this is what was taught to me when I was training is amusement, right? I work with some fucking deep, dark energies that come into my space. I'm like, oh, fuck. But like the thing is, is when you're saying, oh, fuck, you're in resistance to them. And so you create that tension between the two of you versus being like, hi, what do you need? What do you want? Why are you here? Like being curious. I'm like, fuck, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? I'm the victim. I'm not going to me. And so, yeah, like hearing you too about that like subtle shift of energy of just like laughing and and being silly. And like sometimes when we're having those fucking massive emotional experiences, we just need someone to be like, you know, it's not that serious it's not that serious and um yeah (laughs) yeah I love it just to fucking laugh and like I was really resistant to amusement because I I'm talking about myself you guys I took everything so fucking seriously I was like when I learned I was a manifestor, I was like, I have the weight of the world on Mm. my back to bring in to bring in creative energy and to literally make sure every single person, like I'm making sure the generators respond. I was just like gapping all this responsibility, basically a meshing with everyone's auras. It was so exhausting. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I did not come on this planet not to have fun. Like the karma's here, but like so much of that karma can be moved through amusement as well. And so in my psychic training program, I would I program, I would sit and my teacher was just roast jokes and just be and I'd be like I hate you I'd be so mad at him and then he would make me laugh and the anger would fucking move because it wasn't that I was just mad that he was like I was suffering and he wasn't I was like and then I would laugh because it was just so funny and then it would release and I know my students I always love to make some jokes and I can feel their energy fields just throwing energy at me with anger like fuck you and I'm just like a lot of you are saying fuck you to me right now I see that what if you just laughed at yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Love that so much. It's so good. It's it's made the deep dark trenches of my life so much more fun. Because I can't Love I'm it. not doing anything. I'm not having fun. No. No, like Leo Sun, you didn't come here to literally not have fun. Ditto with my Leo Stellium. Like I came here to enjoy some of this. So okay. I love this so much. I feel like we've covered so much deep ground, not shocked at all. And, you know, it's funny because I was like, I always like to ask, like, what is the final thought you want to drop in? But you already like psychically were like, 
I know what I need to say. And you already dropped that in. So I love this so much. You're just like following the thread. Um, so how can they find you? How can they work with you? Mm. I would love for you guys to work with me. This is my initiation. Yes. Um, you can find me at alexandriakenyon.com or on Instagram, alexandria.kenyon. Instagram is my favorite way to connect these days. Yeah, I love yeah. a DM. I love a voice memo. I love a hi, I found you on this podcast. This spoke to me. I love knowing my impact. <laughs> so let me know um, and we can connect. And please, you know, I I think you're cool too. If you're like, oh, I'm like, I like, I will think you're cool. Just, it's okay. Like, okay. We can, we, can, we can be friends, guys. I promise. It's okay. Um, this is the two places. I have a online course called resource, which teaches all of the energy tools, grounding or cleansing or awareness, all that kind of stuff. And then I am gestating on this course called, it's not even a course. It's really like a, a probably a year long to six okay. month long program, um, mm-hmm. called audacity, which is all about working, you know, every layer of your aura, every energy center and starting to remove this karmic debris and start to remove people out. We're going to be working on the mother wound. We're going to be working on breathing. So it's going to have breath work and it's also going to have energy work. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's still in the womb, but I have to inform about it. Mm, Love it. I, I feel you. My manifestor self feels you, but it's like, it's happening. It's just in the creative juices right now. So it's coming. Yeah, I always forget to inform. I feel like you inspired me. I was like looking at your stories, like I'm just informed. I'm like, I didn't you know what? Inform. It's taken me a long time to get there for like the good first like five years of understanding. I was a manifester. I was like, what do you mean? What do you? I don't know what you're saying. And then one day, one of my dear friends, my business coach, <laughs> I just worked with, and one of my best friends was like, no, you just speaking is informing. And I was like, oh, she's like, you just say what you're doing. That's it. That's all you want me to do is tell them what I'm doing. She was like, yes. Did you ever feel like having, you know, that plutonic energy? Well, for me, it's the Scorpio energy. I was like, I don't want anyone to fucking know what I'm doing. I'm Yeah, I ride the wave between my Leo and my Pluto. My Leo's like, look at me. I'm I'm so amazing. Like, because I literally, my Leo moon, uh, south node conjunct Jupiter midheaven and a whole bunch of asteroids, like literally having a party in this one sector. So it's like, look at me. And the other part of me, my, my, my Pluto in the first house is like, don't look at me ever. And also I'll burn you alive. And like, I want to provoke the hell out of you. And then my Leo's over there, like, be nice. Make sure they all like you. You don't want them to be mad at you. Do you? And then my Libra rising is like, everybody play nice. Let's be super balanced here. And and then my Mars is in Gemini in the eighth house. He just wants to like, just scream at the top of its lungs. So there's so much going on. <laughs> That I do walk the fine line between, I'm not going to say shit. And I'm also, did I say too much? Uh Uh-huh. I just recently like did a little close friend story where I just like, was like, you know what? I need a layer of protection on this because what I'm going to share is so fucking activating. Um, And it's actually been really helpful. It's been nice. Honestly, everyone's pretty much on there it's all women's so I'm like I'm gonna trigger some bitches so that's fine yeah, it's just <laughs> oh our God. job it's okay it's literally my job I it's hate my, it it's, it's my job too and I 
as manifestors, it's our job as like Scorpio first house, Scorpio moon. It is our, it's our job. And yeah, the more we do it, the more our aligned people come. So exactly. That's why anybody is listening to this right now is because something happened where they were either like, I love this or like, I kind of hate this, but I'm interested. And they like stuck around because they were a little bit obsessed and then they unfurled themselves. So it's okay. So glad you made it through this podcast. I mean, (laughs) we basically just did energy work. So (laughs) good work. Literally we did. Oh my God. Okay. So for everyone listening, as usual, I will link all the good juicy things to find Alexandria. Go, you know, I like do the work with her, go book a reading. That's my high suggestion here. I'm going to be booking a reading uh, or a session. I don't know what you call it, but basically what we just talked about, I am booking and we are doing. (laughs) Heard. Heard. Yep. Perfect. Thank you. Initiate me. Let's go. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, So thank you so much for your energy, your openness, your vulnerability. And just like, thank you for reaching out in initiating this conversation, because I know I already feel like this is going to be one of my most loved podcasts. I could like feel it halfway through. I was like, oh, this is going to be like one of the ones. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me and for being open and just holding this container for everyone who listens to, you know, take a step. Received. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.